You know what that sound means? It's another Game for a Movie episode, episode 36. My name is Mikey Tank. I'm your host. I am joined by... Andre. And Jill. Yay. Perfect. Yes, you it. guys got it this time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's an interesting day because we don't have Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he was feeling a little under the weather. I guess we could have played Where's Mitchell, but... It's uh, we'll just spoil it this time. He's a yeah, we'll spoil it this time. He's just he's not feeling well. So we hope for a fast and speedy recovery for Mitchell. Yeah, we're pretty confident it's not the COVID. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Just in case people are saying, "Oh, he's under the weather," it's got to be COVID. Ah, oh, bah, 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 bah. No one uh, in doubt, it's the Rona. Right, exactly. <laughs> when in doubt, it's the Rona. It's a, yeah, it's pretty accurate actually. Um, let's start with what are we drinking? So we're going to start with Jill just because actually I want to finish on Andre for this one. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'm drinking the really exciting beverage, water. Ah, water. It's so responsible. Cool. Yeah, that's a good thing to be drinking. It's very cold though. And I, oh, I oh, like cold water. So I just crisp. saw Mike pull up a beard can. Yes, I did <laughs> I pull up beard. a beard can. Uh, I do love beard a lot. They They are infamous for me. With dogs and boats and their uh knockoff which is a little lighter kittens and canoes um i have their eight days a week which is an american pale ale single hopped uh with citra is it that is a beatles good. reference it has uh, to be i mean technically, yeah technically yes um, <laughs> you can edit that out but no, that, that's good. a song it's 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 from their early days it's less than 15 seconds. We're not going to get busted for it. So, <laughs> right. no, it's just a bad rendition of it. Oh, I'm, I'm more of we'll a rubber okay. soul revolver onward, Beatles fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really don't know why the reason it's called Eight Days I a Week, but that it's it still, is a Beatles reference. It's definitely a Beatles reference, but they have like the clock that you punch the clock and everything like that. So, um, it's very good. It's not my favorite beard, but it is a very good beard. I mean, any um, beard's a good beer. Exactly. That's not true. What? Any beer's a good beer? Any bearded beer. Okay, I heard any beer is know, a good beer. And... Any beer yes. from the brewery beard. Yes, yes any yes, beer exactly. from the brewery beard is good. Not every beer is no. good. I will also say, like, my can is very uh, perspiring, so, like, my hands are very wet, so if you hear, like, my hands going, it's just (laughs) more so because the beer is just, like, sweating on me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that brings us to Andre. Andre, I want to know what this concoction is you made. Okay. Oh, so I made myself a cocktail. It is called the 12 Mile Limit. Am I just, do you want me to just tell you what's in it? Yeah. Tell me everything. All right. Here's the specs. One ounce rum, half ounce with rye whiskey, half ounce cognac, half ounce grenadine, half ounce lemon juice. This uh, shit is dope. I was just going to say, how does it taste? That's a lot of alcohol. It is. But, well, you know, it's only half ounce, half ounce a bunch of stuff. So yeah, that's fair. About your average cocktail. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tasty. I had some grenadine I needed to get through, so I gave this a shot. Very nice. happy. I will say, uh, if you haven't heard before, Andre is a cocktail wizard. Uh Wizard in training, we'll say. No, he is a cocktail wizard. <laughs> yeah. You you made Malort taste good. I mean Yeah, you did. That's that's just by punching down Malort with a bunch of other shit in it. We'll figure it, it out. It doesn't matter. You made Malort taste good. Like it tasted <laughs> like Mountain Dew. I'm not joking. I mean, that's a success for sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh well, of course we can talk all day about what we are drinking. Um, but we've come here to talk movies. 
and movies we shall talk. Uh, Andre, you are going to get us started with something that I will say you are free to spoil. So a big spoiler, spoiler. alert right now. Okay. Because I have had zero interest in this film. The, okay, only, reason, the only reason I've had interest is because you and Jill, as well as Mitchell, have seen it and said it's good. Yeah. Sophie. I guess we should talk about the movie we're talking about, right? We're, yes. we're, we're going to be talking about The Green Knight. Um, I won't, I mean, honestly, when you say like, oh, feel free to spoil it. Yes. I, I don't think the narrative beats are like the point of this movie. Does that make sense? Like okay. I can just give you the plot summary and that's like 0% of the reason why I enjoy this movie so much. Does that make so, sense? As somebody who has seen the trailer, he basically just needs to get revenge on this thing. Sh- sure. Okay. So the synopsis is, so this is based off of the mm-hmm. classic, like Gawain, the, the, the Gawain, uh, Sir Gawain's tale. Right. Okay. Um, so this is like a medieval fairy tale. Is not the right word, but it's kind yeah. of King Arthur's le- Arthurian legend. Yeah, an Arthurian okay. legend. Yes. And so the whole synopsis of this is that Gawain, he's a he's a knight or a knight to be in Arthur King Arthur's court, and uh, one day on Christmas Eve, I believe, cri- it's the a Christmas green- movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was Die Hard. The mysterious figure called the Green Knight shows up. Uh, and challenges okay. King Arthur to have any one of his knights strike him. And the deal is, is that whoever gives strikes him, he will strike back uh, one year hence. So uh, Gawain, eager to prove himself, uh, basically decapitates the Green Knight. The Green Knight cackles, picks up his head, Sleepy Hollow style, and says, <laughs> one year hence, and then rides off cackling. Okay. Um, so the bulk of this movie and the bulk of the tale is Sir Gawain leaving Camelot to confront the Green Knight one year after that happened, right? Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, narratively, it's not going to be like, oh, man, there's like all these huge plot twists and all these betrayals and woo wah You know, um, off the top, this is not Game of Thrones, I feel like people are coming to this movie thinking that, oh, it's dark, it's fantasy, it's quote-unquote grounded. That means it's going to be kind of like Game of Thrones, right? Not at all. No. There is zero action in this movie. There is zero fight scenes in this movie. The most violent scene is probably when Gawain first fights the Green Knight, right? Oh, so like it's, what, what, 20 minutes in the film, this is the most violent we get? Uh, it's like yeah. a half hour. Well, into the, most, yeah, okay, all right. the most action we get, we'll yeah. say, okay. right? Um, How long is the runtime on this? Over two hours. Over two, two hours. hours. Okay, yeah, a little yeah, bit okay. over. Over two I hours. Think. Okay. I okay, didn't yeah. feel it though. I mean, no. I felt it. And no. I didn't feel it. I didn't come out of that movie being like, "Wow, that was a little long." No, like it was. It was a journey, and uh, it felt earned, as it were. Right. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So this whole entire movie is about kind of what does it mean to be a knight? So the whole idea is that Gawain kills the Green Knight and all of Camelot like kind of praises that it's kind of implied he's praised as a hero, but okay. he doesn't feel like he's earned it. So, so uh, you know, uh, Depatel, he plays uh, Gawain and yep. he definitely kind of sells that. One of my okay. favorite scenes in the movie, one of my favorite shots, oh my God, there's like, this is a classic, like super long shots, loves to linger in all of the, landscapes as Gawain travels and my favorite of these shots is right when Gawain is leaving Camelot to go he's riding on horseback he has his he has his big bright yellow sash and you know um 
uh, King Arthur has like made him kind of swear an oath of honor to go and confront the the, the Green Knight. Um, okay. And so he's leaving Camelot, and uh, it, you kind of like see like he's just kind of looking off solemnly into the distance, and these kids are kind of following up behind him, chasing after him, like Gawain, whoa, oh, we love you, Gawain. Oh, You're oh. the best, Gawain. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. he totally ignores them, just trying to be stoic. Okay. And as soon as he kind of, I mean, he's looking kind of determined and stoic. And uh, as soon as the kids kind of give up and know they're like, oh, he's not going to pay attention to us. And they start walking back. You can see the blood kind of drain from his face almost a little bit. And you can see the kind of emotions that like, wow, like I- I'm so terrified of this. Ooh. I'm way Ooh. over my head on this. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just a lot of kind of wordless storytelling kind of like that, you know, nice. And Dev Patel is a great pick for that. Oh, dude. I mean, like, this movie would not work if he wasn't as talented of an actor as he is. He he carries so many of the scenes because it really, you are, he is the perspective character. You do not leave his perspective at all. Um, Okay. If I can uh, add, um, you really, besides him being just like a fantastic actor, he really sells um, Gawain or Garwin. Um, yeah. You know, it's Arthurian English. Who well, what's funny pronounced. is that yeah. the, the characters pronounce it different ways too. King yeah. Arthur says Gawain, and most other people say Gawain in the movie. I love, mm-hmm. I love that they like. Oh, didn't, interesting. Didn't say, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the tying into his character, how he's he's not a knight. He wants okay. to be. He's the king's nephew. His uh, King Arthur's sister is uh, Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we ever actually get her name dropped, but that's who it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, so, you know, he's, when the movie starts, you know, he wants to be a knight, but, you know, he's this young 20-something guy living his life, spending most of his times in brothels with um, his sweetheart, dreaming about, you know, slaying dragons and whatnot, but what does he really know about actually being a knight? And then when the Green Knight comes... Um, the challenge is thrown down and he acts upon it and he chops off his head and then it's, you know, you have one year. And what yeah. I can say is that the town, like, celebrates his victory. Yes, right. Like, like, a whole year there's a puppet show that's telling the story over and over again. Okay, yeah, yeah, And, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's so, there's a lot of things said with no dialogue mm-hmm. and, like, hats off to the director with that and also just this movie is stunning. Yep. Um, uh, Chris Lowry is his name? Yeah, Chris Lowry. David, I have, David Lowry. David Lowry. Sorry, David Lowry. Mitchell yep. was talking really highly of another Lowry film, I think, called A Ghost Story. A which Ghost I have Story, yes. Yeah. Really and, and that's why I feel bad, though, we're not talking about this movie with Mitchell, because it is it is honestly a classic A24 and, movie. And like, the plan was to be with Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. Totally understand, like, this, we're still talking about the movies we're talking about because we had planned to do it with Mitchell. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll get his thoughts I, I want him to listen to the episode and then we'll do like at the beginning of the next episode, the Mitchell recap where yeah, he starts, like, I like, like that. Here's his thoughts. Boom, 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 boom. Mitchell's hot take. Mitchell recap. I, I like that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's the, going into tying into what Andre was saying that this is not Game of Thrones. This movie is a very slow burning candle. Yes. Um, this is, you know, the most gory scene is right at the beginning. Everything mm. else is long simmering right under the surface. But, you know, I think if you are, if you watched the trailer and you thought this looks like a really cool alternative take to an Arthurian legend, I'm yeah. loving the atmosphere and the ambiance, go see it. If you looked at that and were thinking Game of Thrones or, you know, 1990s, uh, yeah. Robin Hood, yeah. you're not right. this going is not, This is not Robin Hood. Hood. Well, and what's funny about this is, like, you guys are saying there's no action or anything like that. Or not not no action, but, like, no, 
like sword fights kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. We saw a preview for this when we saw Fast Nine. Yeah, we did. Right. I know we did. You're right. They did. And they did play that beforehand. No. And I... so it feels like it kind of was like poorly set up because um, you're like, oh, I'm going into dumb action. Well, movie. you know, it's a, it's another. You know, it's it's a it's a it's another movie that does well on the big screen, I guess. Right. You know, cause I will say at the top, like the, this movie is gorgeous and I'm glad that I saw it on a big screen, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it couldn't be more farther away from the appeal of fast nine, you know, like they're yeah. completely opposite in terms of goals. Just I'm, also, I'm also laughing because he said, yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, no. I apologize. Now my dad hates. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. As <laughs> a statement. No. Yes, I mean, yeah, because it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's oxymoronic. Uh, Yeah, and so, no. Um, (laughs) He he hates that statement, and so whenever anybody says it, like, I'd never call anybody out on it, but because we're on a podcast where we talk, I have to say something about it. Uh Uh-huh. Literally, it just made me smile when he said, yeah, no, because immediately I'm just like, (laughs) God damn it, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> no, yeah. The, <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, like the basically, like the the most of this, the bulk of this movie is Gawain on his way to trying to confront the Green Knight, and okay. uh, he kind of it, it, it's about him kind of passing kind of, or encountering these various uh, chivalrous trials, we'll call them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what I like about this movie is that he sort of passes them, sort of doesn't. Yeah. You know. Uh, and it's very extremely murky. This movie like does not give you any straight answers. It kind of leaves mm-hmm. the actual narrative beats at arm's length. Okay. And in a way, this is going to sound dumb and reductive, but I just got to speak to all the gamers out here, all right? <laughs> if you have played and enjoyed the narrative of Dark Souls yeah, or any other yeah, Souls yeah, game, right, there it is. you might be into this because it's kind of, it came to me a similar kind of vibe where with... In Dark Souls, I mean, obviously, Dark Souls was inspired by Gawain's tale, not the other yeah. way around, right? Right. Um, and it, but but I if I kind of felt similarly to trying to piece together narrative in that dark, grounded fantasy world by like, mm-hmm. okay, what really happened here? Like, you, yeah. you have to kind of piece a lot of stuff together yourself. And if okay. you kind of like that aspect of it, I kind of felt that similar way watching this movie. And it kind of—it's a movie that kind of begs to be rewatched. I would say. Thus, another reason why yeah. I had no interest. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Mirror Mask? No. Or no. ever heard of the movie Mirror Mask? Okay, no. it has nothing to do with the Green Knight. They're very different films, but Mirror Mask is a really atmospheric fantasy film that okay. is all about the imagery and the long shots. And the story is just wackadoo, okay. but you're, it, it's, it's really told by the imagery and the symbolism and the metaphors of all of that. And the Green Knight is metaphor the film. Everything okay. is a metaphor or sim, a symbol. Um, I don't want to say an allegory, yeah, um, okay. but, but there's a lot of that. So if you like investigating meaning in film, mm-hmm. And you already like the art house slow burn types. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is a gold mine for that. For if sure. he starts feeling sad and the scenery turns blue, my English teacher would love it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, blue is not really used in, no, there's, 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 there's no, cognizant no, I, choices yeah. for color. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, all right. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I yeah, 
Um, okay, all right. Uh, oh, one last final. Uh, one last final shout out to wrap this up. I was gotta say I love the soundtrack to this movie as well. Um, okay. Again, not your typical fantasy affair. There's no harps. There's no lutes. There's no horns. It's all very atmospheric. There's a lot of kind of choir singing in it, and Ooh, there's also okay. he adds. So I think the, the soundtrack it's by Daniel Hart, and he okay. adds. Um, one of my favorite tracks is when the Green Knight appears, and there's mm-hmm. this kind of synthetic almost like a horror inspired track with like this weird whooshing you know it feels almost like a machine like whooshing over yeah I, you okay can, I, I think it's called let me look up the track real quick um uh it's called yeah one year hence that's the track i'm thinking of mm-hmm. and okay it, just, it absolutely adds to the tension of the scene because there's so many long shots of just the green knight staring at arthur who's staring at the green knight who's staring at um uh the queen who's staring at Gawain, you know, this Guinevere, yes, yeah, sorry. Guinevere. Okay, um, yeah. This move then the soundtrack kind of really ties the scene together, you know. So so this Daniel Hart, I just pulled him up and it yeah. seems like he's worked on all of these David Lowry films. Which oh, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense. Um so he's a composer for at least four of them right now that I can see. Um he also was the composer for Smilf. What? Okay. What's what is what is that? Do I want to know? Uh, yeah. Smurf was Smurf, a TV I like series. to fuck. No, uh, well, so that's um, single mom, single mom. Single. Oh my god, a single twenty-something mom struggles to find a happy work-life balance. Yeah, and it's Frankie Shaw. Uh, really, what we need to thank Smilf for is Samara Weaving was in it. Uh, wow. Okay, I can thank that now. Yes, and so uh, th- I mean, like Rosie O'Donnell was in this. Jesus Christ um <laughs> connie britain what the hell was this cast but really i i just found it funny because like i'm seeing all these things i'm like green knight ghost story the old man pete's dragon and then smilf <laughs> smilf smilf um yeah yeah, yeah okay. sorry I no no it's all there. good this is uh so to i guess We'll just put a bow on it. And I have to give my rating on this, right? You do, yes. And okay. I'm also encu- I'm, I'm encouraging Jill to give a rating. Yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, it's it's tough because I kind of I, I I feel like I need to watch it again because yeah. I really yeah, like okay. this movie and it could go up or down. But my my gut my gut feeling is that it would go up. Okay. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it in at a at a at a four, uh four um gooey rags out of five. Oh, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> that. Leave it at that. Oh, God. Don't worry about it. Okay. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so gross. Okay. <laughs> um, I would, I would give it something in the fours. I would give it a four point to uh, headless, um, headless lady. Headless lady. Okay. All right. Um, well, you guys were saying this is basically metaphor of the movie. Mm-hmm. Basically. I'm going to do a movie that just beats you over the head and there's no metaphor. Oh, okay, is it a movie like about that. family? Uh, it does have family. Found but it's family? Not, huh? Found family? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> this is it about, is about a man's chivalrous journey? Uh, chivalrous journey, I guess. No, not really. Uh, we're, not about a knight, but a king. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yes, about a king. <laughs> don't even, don't even at this point, because now we we got we got a whole conversation here. We do, we do. So we're gonna talk about Space Jam: A New Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Jam: A New Legacy. If you don't know, I mean, you should know. Come on, it's Space Jam, but just with LeBron James, and I, I guess better CGI. Yeah. Sure. 
Did yeah. the, the original didn't even have like it had CGI, but like the charm, the charm. Yeah, okay, the charm yeah. and the or the charm. Well, okay, sure. Charm yeah. and CGI are two very different things. Exactly. CGI is cold and heartless. Charm is heartless or heartful and warm. I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, so LeBron James obviously taking over the mantle for Michael Jordan, the goat, um, that goes into the interwebs of WB characters. It's not even the interwebs of regular things. It's just Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers the movie. It's a it's a commercial for Warner it's Brothers. Wreck it Ralph breaks the internet, but Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, oh I've been God. sitting on that for a while. Wow, no, this that is, is that a very movie, good call. Holy yes. shit. Yeah, and like, I, when I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet, yes, I felt it, but not as much, is what I will say. Um, it, it, you're right about that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, him and his son are at odds. They each go into the interwebs of WB World. And Algae Rhythm. Played by one. Played by Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. I, I just... Chewing on that scenery. I, I need to knock him now because I can't knock him later. So Algae Rhythm. And it is literally rhythm. Not not like an algorithm. It's like rhythm, like beat. Yeah. What I don't have is night. a white boy dancing right yeah, now. What, what else would it be, though, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um... <laughs> So let's talk about the good before we get into the bad. Well, there's good. There is good. Don Cheadle was very good. That <laughs> as is good as he could be. He was the MVP of the movie. I think yes. that is, that's is a fair statement. He's pulling a lot of scenery. Yep. And we will also talk about the one Michael Jordan joke that, <laughs> that is the best line of the whole movie. Yep. Uh, when they say they found Michael Jordan and he needs to help them at halftime and it's Michael B. Jordan eating popcorn and just glorious in his yeah no that was funny i'll give them the film that yes so i think that's where the good stops yeah i mean they also showed the block uh you know when lebron james blocked andre iguodala that was that was pretty good i like my favorite part i liked uh seeing pennywise the clown in the crowd shots that was fun but it wasn't real pennywise because we do need to address those characters behind the bench Oh, yeah. They was... could do it, so they did do it. Yeah, so those the, those were always the things that drove me nuts. Um, that was a, that was probably the biggest thing that drove me nuts about this movie, was the fact that the fake characters were behind them, where it was like brand name characters, where you realize it's... I got to pull it up now. Um, uh, all right, sorry. I'm looking it up now as we speak. But it was it was like brand name characters that were behind the bench of the. What was even the team? It wasn't the monster. Oh no, they were no, called. Um, oh god. Yeah right. Not the team. Not the Doom Squad. Um, oh, they were they were the named after the kids the kids uh, video game, wasn't it? Space Jam. Maybe. I don't even remember. This is like how Michael B. Me. Jordan is like the second what, what? casting person that comes up when I search. Yeah, because they needed to get him in there. The Goon Squad. The Goon Squad. The Goon Squad. That's Goon it. Squad. It's not the Toon Squad. It's the Goon Squad. Get it. Uh, I can't find a picture behind the bench, but I do find a picture behind the Toon Squad's bench. Let's see if I can see who's in this picture. But there's like so many characters that you're just like, I recognize, but it's such a cheap knockoff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
And that's what always drove me nuts about this whole thing. Um, it was just they have these characters and everything like that. And obviously they can't get the actors back if they were like, especially if they were big name actors, right. which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. They just looked so awful. Yeah. You didn't like watching the Animaniacs sitting there doing absolutely nothing. While absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was infuriating to me. They, they have all the people that get sucked into the internet. And yet the people that they have right behind them are the fakest of fake. That was, that was my biggest talking point about the movie. Um, because it was just so frustrating with that. Um, the players themselves, fine. Anthony Davis as the brow eagle thing was pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. I, d- I did laugh at that. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't know that they called LeBron James King James. And that was a that was like to me that you didn't know that. that was I didn't know that. So when they, you know, Algie Rhythm was saying it, I was like, Andre, is he going to keep calling him that the whole movie? Like, and you're like, yeah, that's what people call him. And I'm like, really? King James. Yeah. yeah. That's, his, that's his nickname. That's didn't know that. Now yeah. I do. Yeah. I hate it. Thanks. Yeah. I would yep. say. A, I, I just this is totally random, but I never got over the fact that the, that wasn't his real family. Like the, for the for the, as much as this, the movie focused on LeBron's family, like I know what they look like. We know what they look like. That's not right. them. It's just weird. Like I think I think the first Space Jam did a good job of like, okay, yes, it's not Michael Jordan's real family or whatever, but like they're not the focus of the movie at all. You know, like, exactly. They're, they're not the it. point. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have his kid the entire time, and it's not his kid. Right, right. And I'm not saying, like, oh, they should have gotten his real kid to do it. No, that's not the solution. Although I will say that kid's part, I think, could have been handled by LeBron James' kid. Bronny Jr. could have probably handled that. Could have acted that. Well, Bronny Jr.'s too old, right? Bronny Jr. is the one in high school. It would be, uh, what's the younger one? He still would have given a camp. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. I think Brownie Jr. could have been I, – I think he could have done it. I really do. I know right. they were trying to make him look younger probably to appeal to cartoons maybe. That's the reason. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's it. But, I mean, Brownie Jr. could have probably handled that role because I, I, he's had to act like he's not in his father's shadow for however long. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Well, so I brought this point up to you guys before, and I just want to bring it up again. Before this movie, obviously I'm a Chicago guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Chicago. I love everything Chicago. Michael Jordan is the goat because I am biased and I will I never have denied that. And I don't think anybody would say that I have denied that I'm biased about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up until this movie, I would say LeBron was the better actor. Oh man. Wow. Up until up, up until, until. Because he was in Trainwreck, and yes, he was a smaller part, but he was actually my favorite part of Trainwreck, even though Trainwreck was a decent movie. He had good comedic timing. I need to see Trainwreck. Trainwreck's great. I have it on DVD if you want to borrow it, really. Noted. Yes. Um, Maybe Bill Hader brought a lot out of him. I don't know, but... Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) They they worked really well together. They did, it, It was obvious to me. LeBron was the better actor than MJ. Now? Yeah. It's a question again. It's rough, man. It's a question well, again. The, 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 the hardest part was getting through all the voice acting when, like, yes. it's 2D LeBron. When it's animated oh. LeBron and they're recruiting everybody, that oh. was just rough. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, and, you know, voice acting is hard. It's not the same, it's not the same skill set as, as acting, right? It's right. tough. 
Yeah. And also, you can't lay it at just the voice actor's feet. You could also, it could be also the the, the voice acting direction. You know, we well, don't know. and we can we can also say this entire movie was not as good as anybody expected it to be, and that could be because of the direction. I don't know. People are. Do you think everyone was disappointed by this movie? I know some people that had no expectations in this movie, and I don't think they were bad. <laughs> you know. I, yeah. I want to go back to the voice acting thing because I want to talk yeah. about Zendaya as Lola Bunny. Oh, yeah. And oh, okay. This is not a knock against Zendaya as an actress. I think no. Zendaya is great. I love her personality. I like her fashion sense. I think she is a great, great talent to have. You want to see Zendaya in more things. But, yeah, to put Zendaya in more things. I love her as Mary Jane. But she is not a voice actress. And yes. I, after the, we watched the movie, I did some, you know, my classic IMDb scooping of the so, 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 you know, Zendaya voices, found out, uh, she voices Lola just for content. yeah just for reference yeah. Zendaya voices Lola I found out that they actually had a actual voice actress do most of Lola's dialogue recorded well because well, there's the other there's, there's there's animated Looney Tunes shows going on right now aren't there yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not right now but there were okay they're, they're in and out anyway um they had a voice actress do all of most of Lola's vocal parts and then in post-production, they brought in Zendaya, and she dubbed all over it. Why? Yeah, Why do that when they're not a trained voice actor, and it right. translates into a performance where I just don't buy it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. And, and again, yeah. we, we know Zendaya is a great actress. Again, does this come down to direction? Like, it, it, you're exactly right about that because we all want to see her in more things. We all love her in, uh, I, I would think all of us agree, MJ, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but there's other things that we love her in. Like, the, I haven't seen it myself, but everybody tells me how great she is in Euphoria. Mm -hmm. And, like, it makes me want to watch the show because of how great I know she is in it. Um. Yeah, <laughs> also I'm looking at the cast. Gabriel Iglesias, I love Gabriel Iglesias. Oh man, he was Speedy Gonzalez, wasn't he? Was he was Speedy Gonzalez. Oh wow. See, like they, this film had good voice actors who can do the performance, but then the other, oh, well. it's like you know why? Imagine if Bugs Bunny was voiced by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, yeah, he can do a voice I, character. I, I mean, I Ryan Reynolds is a great Pikachu, but like. Yeah. He's, yep. he's not Bugs. Yeah, he's, also, he's, by the way, I hated whoever voiced Bugs. It wasn't right. Didn't um, I'm looking it up now. But, but it, certainly back then, Speedy Gonzalez had like three lines in that movie because I think they, they, they were worried about him. Yep, obviously. exactly. And yes. He, so, they can't even say too Jeff much. Jeff Bergman. Jeff Bergman was Bunny uh, Bugs Bunny. Bunny Bunny. <laughs> bunny Bunny. Yes, exactly. Bunny Bunny. Um, and I mean, yes, I agree with you. It wasn't right. I would have rather seen Gabriel Iglesias as Speedy Gonzalez than uh, Jeff Bergman as Bugs Bunny. Okay, but but just okay. I'm looking at this. He, he was a lot of things. Well, well, he Jeff he's Bergman a was the first person to replace Mel Blanc, so he's the he's the second Bugs Bunny voice. Actor. Yeah, I know, but it's similar to how whenever yeah. Jim Cummings steps down to Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh is not going to sound right to me. How many, so, but but I'm how many saying, how many episodes have you seen of the new Looney Tunes? None. But, How many have you seen? None. Because reasons. I just want to say he also voiced Bugs Bunny in the first Space Jam. So that's a... that's he a sounded that's a, different. Okay, Jill. All right, sure. You um, know what? It's like, it's 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 from all the years of watching Muppet stuff. It's like, I know when the voice actors are different. And 
even this your voice changes when you get older so he's older it doesn't sound like bugs oh okay but he all right sure I will say I didn't have as much of a problem with bugs. Yeah. So I, I get it. I, I get like it. that I he was like appalled when they he went from 2D to CGI. I yeah, they didn't really appalled. explore that part. They were like, yeah. well, the, it was kind of implied that that the Looney Tunes characters were in great pain to be in CGI for the uh, basketball game. And they didn't really mm-hmm. touch upon that too much. It sure seems like they got over it quickly, though. They did, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also didn't like the scoring system where the scores were all over the place. The style yeah. points. Style yeah. Points. Um, I will say in the first one, they didn't care about score. So it's not like I'm comparing the two at all. It's just more so I, I just don't care for style points. Uh, style points are so biased. That's why I don't watch the slam dunk contest anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's just, I mean, it's all biased and everything like that. But I'm getting distracted. We're, t- we're talking, we're, we're putting a fine tooth comb to a shit pile and oh, we're right. trying to find the corn nuggets in it <laughs> do you yeah. think they'll make another one one day with no. the next no. great basketball well, well, guy okay or woman hmm. so i say no I also, but at the same time it would not shock me if warner brothers was just like well this worked the first time let's just bring it up again because we've got cade cunningham no i don't think this movie is gonna like did it make money well. like it's no, hard because it's, it's on COVID HBO time. Max. Yeah. yeah, I will say, Space Jam, the first one, is also not a good movie either. You know, like it, it was made from a commercial. It was, it was based off of a commercial. You know what it I mean? Was, yeah. Like, and it only like could have been made art. in nineteen ninety. It only could have come out in nineteen ninety six, and it's yeah. a wonderful time capsule of that year. Yes, yes. it is. It is it an aged, artifact of its time. It aged like uh, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> like sure. cheese. I think I have no problem with the original Space Jam. Yeah, I have no problem with the original Space Jam either. I like I said, Mitchell somewhere turning in his sick bed. bed. Oh my god, are we already putting it in the grave? (laughs) 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 Mitchell's dead somewhere. Mitchell is not dead. Oh no! Oh my god, I really do hope he listens to this episode. This is why we need the Mitchell recap. (laughs) <laughs> we need to listen to this episode and just be like, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Still here, guys. Um, so I guess it comes to review uh, numbers. Mm, 1.5. I don't know. What What am I even missing? WB poorly rendered characters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't so, know. Yeah, because it's Warner Brothers the movie. I, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah. I probably would not have seen this uh, just in theaters because it was on HBO Max and I had an afternoon. I watched it. Right. I was going to ask you, would you have paid to see this? Yeah. No, I, I would not have. That's I, why I can't I, be too definitely. mad at this movie. I didn't pay yeah. 13 bucks for it. You know, I, I would have either watched it the way I did or if it was just in theaters, I would have waited until it got on HBO Max and then finally like, cracked it open on a weekend where I was just bored out of my mind. <laughs> Sorry, but that's I, I had no interest in the sequel, even... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm shitting on LeBron. <laughs> I can respect LeBron. It's just the fact that this movie should not have existed, no matter who it was. If it was Dwayne Wade, who I like better because he's a Chicago kid, I still probably would have hated this movie. Right. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm a fucking LeBron stan. I'm a Cleveland yeah. fan, and I'll yeah. stay LeBron for forever, but yeah. did not like this movie. 
It's also yeah. a one point five for me. One point two five. I don't even know. I was yeah. bored. The first one's better. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a one point one point four. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like I liked yeah. seeing the worlds, like the Ralph breaks the internet part where they basically do the scene, the Disney scene, but Universal where they're going to cool with that. That, that yeah. was fine. I actually would have preferred if that was more of the movie. Yeah, it was fun. It cool seeing all the properties because you know, hey, they got to remind you they own Casablanca now, yeah, or yeah. maybe they always have. But it was so distracting, and some of the choices, like Pennywise being yeah. right there. Yeah, this is a kids' movie. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is Pennywise is just hanging out? For? I guess he likes basketball. Yeah, who is this movie who, for? Yeah, exactly. Like, who is this movie for? Sports fans? Yeah, classic movie fans, kids. So I compare this movie to a heist movie. Where they're trying to get the gang back together and you know it's the you son of a bitch i'm in mm-hmm. moment but they didn't have enough of the crew assembly i think they could have explored their worlds more like where they're like oh we're in the wonder woman world more where lola bunny is competing to be a an amazon you know that yeah. was the longest part of those but still i think they could have done a little more with that versus the actual game because we didn't care about the game we yeah. knew they were gonna win yeah so, well, that's one bad movie. Um, <laughs> it was accidental that we talked about two bad movies this time. Yeah. But we have another bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to all the people that guessed. Uh, I'll tell you who won after when we go to the commercial. But Jill, you and I had an agreement. Yeah, we did. If you lost, you were going to have to see this movie. If I lost, I was going to have to see Bratz. So obviously it worked out back to back. Yeah. So... Tell us the movie and your thoughts slash synopsis of it. So, I watched Speed 2 Cruise Control, which was an interesting experience because I've never seen the original Speed. (laughs) All of my friends who found out when when I told them I was watching this, they're like, you've seen Speed, right? No. Don't you want to watch that one instead? No, it's got to be this one. So, I... watch Speed. Yeah. I will really watch is Speed. It's yes. gonna happen. Yes, because Speed is Speed is really good. Yeah, I just I've heard love. That. I love the fact that they go from a bus that has to drive this many miles per hour to a train, they say, right? Huh? Oh no! I know. I now know that there's a train in Speed One. I didn't know there was a train till recently. It's been forever since I've seen this. So yeah, wait, blowing what? my mind. There's a subway. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But they go from the bus. To a cruise ship? Yep. Go on. Yeah, so I called upon two of my closest grad school friends to watch this with me. So we gathered on Discord and we just all clicked play at the exact same time. Um, My good friend Charlotte and Catherine. Charlotte has never, had never seen either uh, the the original Speed either. Catherine loves the original Speed. So she was more than happy to throw some dirt on this thing. Um, and yeah, going in completely blind, I knew Sandra Bullock was in it. I knew there was yep. a cruise ship and that was about it. Kay. So yeah, synopsis, um, Jason Patrick from, uh, the Lost Boys who plays Michael is the main character and it was equal parts like, oh, Hey, it's Michael. And, oh, he's old now. Yes. And not yep. very good in this. No, no. Um, Sandra Bullock uh, reprising her role from the original, we think. (laughs) Uh, We had a debate about is she supposed to be the same character or is she supposed to be somebody different? Do they like not reference the first movie at all? They kind of do, but they don't. Okay. Okay. 
Um, like they referenced the fact. So Catherine did a really quick and dirty synopsis. Mm-hmm. And at one point or another in speed control in speed two, they made a joke about how it's like, you know, two really good looking people following, falling for each other because they were in like intense circumstances. They made a joke that kind of tongue in cheek referenced that. So okay. that's the reference to speed one. <laughs> um, yeah. And they may or may not have name dropped Keanu Reeves' character, but since I didn't know who that what, who, what his character's name, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> this movie is uh, set in the... Well, they're going... Jack Traven. Uh, yeah, she mentioned the name Jack. I mean, yep. the movie opens with her trying to get her license, her driver's license, because I guess yes. it got revoked. And, you know, going into this, it's Sandra Bullock. Like, okay, she's going to be like the main character. She's going to cool, do cool things. No. Her entire shtick in this movie is kind of ranting and raving and being very obsessed with like ignoring the problems going on so she can have a romantic time with her main squeeze, Jason Patrick, whose character is named something that I did not write care to write down. Oh, no, I did write it down because it's a really stupid name. Officer um, Alex, Alex Shaw. Shaw. Wow. Um, Alex Shaw. So we start there. She's driving in a car. Poor driving instructor's freaking out. She's raving and ranting about something. Meanwhile, Alex Shaw is riding on a red motorcycle that just made me want to watch Power Rangers because it was color-coded. Mm. Um, and I also really wanted Jason Statham to pop up and just punch him in the face because that would have been so much better. Um, it's not. <laughs> and, you know, you get a nice action sequence where he's chasing down a dude. He does the job. We think he's a cop. Maybe he works for the FBI. We don't know. All done in a day's work. Sandra fails her, her driver's license, but it's okay. She's about to go on a very romantic cruise. And Alex Shaw is going to propose to her, but he needs to find the right time. So they're getting on the boat, all this fun stuff. And then the main villain pops up. Played by William Defoe. I'm like, what the fuck? William Defoe's in this. Yeah. Willem. Willem. William. Willem. Willem. No, it's Willem. I'm drunk on water. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Willem Defoe pops up. I just called him Defoe, Defoe. I found all the ways to spell Defoe wrong in my little synopsis. (laughs) Did you uh, ever see How I Met Your Mother? Mm, Which part? There's a joke where Marshall talks about Willem Defoe and how his name sounds like a frog and a parrot having a conversation. Willem. Nope, have not heard that. Oh. I don't remember that joke. Uh, it was so stupid, but for whatever reason now, whenever I think of Willem Dafoe, that's what I got. Sorry, well, keep going. Fun fact, Gary Oldman turned down the role that Willem Dafoe takes on to be oh, in Air Force One. fun too, though. Oh my god, dude. No offense cool. to Willem, but Gary Oldman no, that also would have been, been really good. I think this. either of them are pretty good yeah. for her. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe, no shock, is the best character in this movie. Um, his whole deal, as we will later learn, is that he worked for the cruise company. He was very loyal. He created an AI, or uh, not an AI, but he created the the mainframe, the 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 smart engine behind the machine, if you will. And then he got sick from copper poisoning, and now he's terminal. And he uses <laughs> leeches to suck out the copper from his blood because that's not how that works so while before we get all of that at the end of the movie me and my friends are just trying to figure out what the deal is with the leeches so we just decided that he worships the leech queen and he's going to sacrifice all the people on the boat to the leech queen (laughs) 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 unfortunately that does not happen but that would have been such a better movie you are blowing Um, my mind with all this i have not seen this movie in probably 10 years i look at my watch wait 10 years okay sorry (laughs) 
okay, you're not missing much other than bad fashion and bad acting. So they're on the boat. They meet Willem Dafoe's character, um, Mr. Geiger. Yes. I don't remember his first name, but it's Mr. Geiger. John. And there's a joke about golfing, and then it turns out that he, like, smuggled all of his, like, weaponry in the golf clubs and the golf balls. So, like, the golf balls are grenades and smoke bombs. I think the clubs have other things in that. I'm like, okay, that's pretty clever. I like that. Let's take, let's, you know, grab that boat. Let's do it. All for the leech queen. Um, we get some wonderful hashtag hacking moments where he hacks into the, the cruise's mainframe. And while, <laughs> and while he's doing that, um, every, all the main characters now at a, at a nice dinner. Um, if you've ever seen Doctor Who Voyage of the Damned, yes. they have a lot of similar characters. There's the fat couple. Well, yeah. the fat guy eating. Um, there's uh, two. Pe- there's like a gaggle of women bickering about stuff. Um, there's two parents with a deaf child who's actually yeah. played by an actress, a child actor who I think is deaf. So kudos to that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Except okay. it gets a thumb down because now there's a plot moppet in this movie. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and in a in a move that my friends and I were kind of split between, like, is this cute, charming, or creepy? Uh-huh. Um, Alex Shaw makes eye contact with her over dinner, and you know he does some ASL, and she does some ASL back. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cute. But my friend Charlotte's oh. like, no, that's creepy. Why is he talking? Like, why why is he like smirking at this 14 year old girl? This is weird. And like, he's about to charming. propose to Sandra Bullock. Like, well, no, no, he gets like food poisoning or something. We oh, missed yeah. whether or not he actually got food poisoning or if he lost the ring. Oh um, my god. <laughs> um, how does Giuliano fit in this? You may get to this. Is he the Scott? He's not the Scottish. He uh, is Django Fett. Yeah, I guess he is. Uh, he's one of the crew members. Okay. He doesn't right. die. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely not the Scottish crew member. I only remember the Scottish crew member because he kind of made me think of James McAvoy, but not nearly as good looking. Um, <laughs> so where am I in my notes? So um, Willem Dafoe is getting the boat ready to hijack it. He kind of puts down... He sneaks into the bridge and he's like trying to pretend to be all drunk and he's like slips and falls and like knocks some buttons and then one another time he like slips and falls and he like puts like a Wi-Fi router underneath that we think is supposed to be like a speaker so he can hear things. And my friend Charlotte, who's very big into tech, and she's like, What's he gonna do with that? Like get on the Wi-Fi? And then we found out the technology that they use for the devices the Wi-Fi router. It's not actually in the universe a Wi-Fi router. Okay. But they used a Wi-Fi router. Wi-Fi router, okay. Uh, right. You know, make do with what you got at the Radio Shack. Um, <laughs> so uh, Willem Dafoe throws the captain overboard, and now, now the plot is in action. So he holds the boat hostage. He hacks into the mainframe. He slows the engines of the, the boat down, and he's pulling it off course ever so slightly. Um, so he makes his demands. They're okay. very opaque. Um, and yep. he gives everybody time to evacuate the ship, which okay. leads to what felt like, oh, my God, 20 minutes, but was really only like maybe eight minutes of people <laughs> trying to get off the boat into mm. lifeboats. 
and it's just so unnecessary such a stupid drama piece it's like part of the dinghy on one of the boats breaks and then alex shaw has to like grab it and then he's slipping so sandra bullock's like no i also have to save him so she does one thing in this movie so far um but she takes on for so goddamn long you make me um, feel like she does single digit things in this movie yeah, she's got one of the yeah, things okay. she does in this movie that's okay. gonna happen in All right. Oh um, so that's happening. There's something about diamonds, because of course there's diamonds on the boat. When in doubt it's diamonds. Or it's bombs. When in doubt it's diamonds or it's bombs. Um before the boat that everybody's starting to evacuate, he like like I said, he hijacks the boat, so he like causes it to like slow down. So a character says, oh, my God, was that an earthquake when, like, the boat, like, comes to an abrupt halt? You're on water. Just... If it was an earthquake, you'd be dead. Well. No, because yeah. there'd be a tsunami. There'd be right. a tidal wave. There'd be something, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the people who didn't evacuate get back onto the boat, and then Willem Dafoe puts it all in lockdown. So a number of people get locked behind, like, auto-closing doors. The 14-year-old okay. girl had gotten separated from her parents and got stuck in an elevator. So she's in there for a while. Okay. Um, and the other thing that Sandra Bullock does in this film is that she finds a chainsaw and, like, cuts uh. a hole in a door to get people out of it. Um, and then, of course, comedic timing, she's, like, leaning in close to the chainsaw, and because, like, smoke was coming into the enclosed room, people, like, took off their clothes to, like, hide, like, stuff the doors, so okay. she's like, why don't you come out, and they're like, put the chainsaw down, but it's whirling, so she can't hear it, so you got, like, a who's on first exchange for, like, two minutes. Why do we got time for this? Wasn't that funny? Um... <laughs> That's really the only awesome thing she does in this entire movie. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Comments about her bad acting. I don't think Sandra was trying very hard for this movie. Oh, no. Um, she got screwed in this movie. Yeah, she did. How do you mean? She got conscripted. I, like, I, I, I think she, she just couldn't say no. Well, like, she wasn't right. as famous so th- as Keanu. So, no, no, no. They wanted to bring both of them back. Keanu didn't have a contract with the studio. Mm. Sandra got out of another movie, so she had a contract with the studio. So they were like, okay, you got out of this one. You have to do this one. And this one just so happened to be Speed 2. Got Mm. it. And I just wanted to be known, uh, the writer, because I just looked this up of the story, because that's what I was curious about. Um, He has been the writer for Speed 2. Titan AE. Oh no, not oh, Titan no, Blue Crush 2. Okay. 2. He likes his sequels. Scorpion King 2. And uh, Scorpion King 3. three? <laughs> I didn't even know they made the 2 and 3 of Scorpion King. Oh, there's 5. Ah! I've talked about for the podcast. I'm going to watch all 5 of them. And were they all like direct to VHS or something? Uh, the first one I think got a theatrical release after that. The other four definitely. Yeah. So, shenanigans is going on. Mr. Geiger's got the boat. Finally, Alex Shaw gets to the main to the bridge, and nobody actually has communicated that they're being hijacked. So, like, they think something is. They thought just something is happening, and someone, one of the members of the remaining crew, is like, "He won't let us go." And like, Alex does a double take. He's like, "What do you mean he?" And then the whole plan comes out. 
and it all it works so perfectly that you know this dude is hijacking a boat to do something with it we don't know yet and you know this very grizzled manly fbi maybe cop man is also on the boat so naturally they gotta butt heads right um willem dafoe rants about the logistics of ramming a high-tech machine into another giant machine and how no one appreciates that um, you know, high-tech logistics and all of that jazz. High-tech. Um, and then at some point or another, the plan, the, the the master plan reveals itself is that he's going to ram the cruise ship into an oil rig. So <laughs> to do this, the motor is not really going. It's just kind of naturally going that way with, like, slow speed. So this movie is false advertising because there is no speed in this. There's just ocean currents and you know what one or two knots or something so <laughs> lies big fat lies um big fat lies yeah so they managed to turn the the boat through stuff i think i'm missing there's definitely stuff that i'm forgetting about oh at one point or another alex shaw gets locked in a, like the cruises mall and they have a standoff with willem dafoe and you know dude runs away and then locks him in and then there's fire and a grenade holding the door closed so sandra and maybe one of the crew's dudes named dante i think it's dante um they have to get like the pin out so it's like this very tense in air quotes tense moment of them like taking the pin and opening the door and then she falls backwards and she's still holding the grenade oh and then holding the grenade like oh my god is this movie over yet no <laughs> no it's not um so at the end of that set piece and what feels like a hundred thousand hours it's daytime now um and they realize that they're hitting going to an oil rig so they need to turn the boat so they manage to trick the system into giving them control back essentially and yay they're not gonna hit the oil rig anymore they're gonna hit an island now with people in it Oh and no! This is at the part of the movie where my friend Charlotte was just wishing people died. Like, <laughs> can they just die? I want them all to be dead, so this yes. movie would be over or yes. be more interesting. Um, she also I'm still, said, it, "I'm proud of you that you got people to watch this movie." With <laughs> I know it's, it's, a, it's a feat. I'm happy you did because I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, however, all the characters were freaking out. Meanwhile, I'm just wishing, like, the Megalodon or Godzilla showed up because that would be fucking cool. Um, so now they need to stop the boat. Um, yes. But now it's finally picking up speed because something happened there. So the my favorite sea hand guy, the Scottish dude in the bridge, his job in this movie has mostly been just telling Alex Shaw he can't do the things he's doing and that Alex just does them anyway. Okay. Or in the second half of the film, it's reading the speedometer and talking about how fast the boat is going or not the going. The speed. The speed of the boat. Yes. So they drop the anchor. There's a tense moment where Alex gets stuck underwater, but they manage to pull him up. So the boat is going into the harbor a la the way that, like, in the Megalodon, the Meg is, like, going into the harbor and killing yeah. people. Um, yeah. But not nearly as exciting. And, you know, people are, like, staring at it and not getting out of the way of a cruise ship. That's not actually a cruise ship. It's more like a super yacht. But yeah. let's yeah. take a moment to appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. this. This is not a cruise ship. This is a yeah. fucking super yacht. Yeah. Um, 
people are not getting out of the way of it, so boats get smashed. People are like, oh no, what is that thing? Maybe I should move. Um, and you know, the Scottish is like, oh, we're not slowing down. We're not slowing down. We're going this amount of speed. And then, you know, the boat hits land because that will happen when you hit an island, but it keeps going. Yep. So it goes down like half a city block yes. and like Scottish guy falls on the ground and he's like one mile per hour, 1.0.5 miles per hour. And the boat finally like, stops after it hits a hotel. He's like, we stopped. Oh my. Is that the end of the movie? No. Willem Dafoe's no. still in this. Yep. So what I failed to mention is that well, during this very exciting climatic moment, Willem Dafoe had kidnapped Sandra Bullock to make her his damsel in distress because naturally that had to happen. So they're getting away on like a speedboat. But it's like a speedboat that has like a sidecar speedboat next to it. And he put her on the one that has the controls to release the sidecar and he didn't tie her hands down secure enough to stop her from releasing the sidecar. So there's a moment, Terry chase scene. It's not really a chase scene because let's be real here. Her character doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Right. Um, then there's a seaplane. Um, and this is when the finally we get into the last act of the movie. So Alex Shaw is like racing to get there. So he jumps into a Caribbean man's boat who's on a date with a lady and mm, it's not great when the few, few people of color in this film are there to either exposit like action things like he's slowing down, he's picking up speed, he's right. not doing this thing, or being a bad caricature of a Caribbean individual. Yeah. So that sucked. And that's probably um, the Caribbean couple as a whole right there. Yeah, that's the Caribbean couple as a whole. The only other yep. character of color is Dante, our cruise man who takes photos. Okay. Um, Dante's cool. And Dante's cool. All right. I like, like Dante. <laughs> yeah, so Dante's cool. You get, you know, you get the, the air. The I don't know why the seaplane takes so long to get off, off the air. So, like, Saunders trying to like, get out and, like, slapping her around. And, you know, in re if he really thought this through, he would have just let her go. Because then Alex wouldn't chase after him, and then he could just get away. But I guess drama. Um, uh, so no drama. shocker there. Willem Dafoe does not really get away. So he gets out of the airplane. He loses his bag, backpack of diamonds. So yay, they're saved. Um, and while you know he thinks he's clear, he realizes he's not getting enough air, and he's going to hit like the oil rig, and okay. he slams into it starts laughing maniacally, and then the rig goes boom. Hopefully they evacuated people from that rig. I don't think they did. But probably maybe that not. Happened. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> and this is at the point where we decided this was the origin story for the Green Goblin. Um, Fair. So the day is saved. Sandra is saved. They're posed. The movie ends with her getting back to her, trying to get her license again. And you think maybe she can drive now because, you know, she hasn't driven anything in this movie, but maybe she got the confidence back. Yeah. No, she, she still can't drive. Still can't drive. No, still can't does. drive. This movie sucked. <laughs> um, so I looked up Dante just because I was curious. Dante mm -hmm. is now a writer for A Million Little Things. Yeah, good for Dante actor. I know. I'm actually, I'm really excited because, like, I saw his credits for acting. Mm -hmm. His credits for acting are nothing special. Like, Speed 2 is in the top four. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no, he's one of those guys. And he doesn't have his picture on the IMDb. Yeah. So I was 
So I was like, oh no, he's one of those guys that just got like put in the background. No, he's a writer for a million little things. So I'm, I'm actually happy for him. You know, it's yeah. not as good as This Is Us, but it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this movie was... Like I said, it was boring. It was not good. What yeah. was probably the most bizarre was that sometimes, like, they're random comedic moments. So, like, when mm-hmm. the boat is smashing into the island, when yeah. it comes to a halt, it's, like, bow or stern. I don't know boats. The front of it, which has, like, a long protrudy part, bow. it's a bell. And the bell, like, makes a little ring. So it's, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, isn't that cute? Um, You know, the scene with the chainsaw. Yeah. That, uh... This movie's weird and it's horribly paced and it's way yep. too long. It's over two hours. Jeez. What? Yeah, two hours yeah. and four minutes. And Charlotte, I think, asked seven times how much more of this movie is left. And yep. it was like, we're only 45 minutes in. Oof. We're only 52 minutes in. We're only an hour and 23 <laughs> minutes in. So the director of this movie has one writing credit, and that one writing credit is Speed 2. <laughs> Um, because he, he has directed things such as Speed. He directed Speed. He directed Speed 2. He directed Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life, and one more that I'm missing. Shoot, I can't. Um, but basically, the, the point was, this is the only thing he's ever written. Yeah. And it is apparent. Yes, like it, it is very apparent. And what yeah. really sucks is oh, that... directed Twister. That's it, I, Twister. I, I haven't actually seen Twister, but don't think people like Twister. Yeah, Twister is a good movie. Twister's fine. He did Speed, Twister, Speed 2, The Haunting, and then Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. So what I was going to say is that what really sucks yeah. about this movie, besides the fact that it's just bad, is that it's written in the 90s. So there is nothing in this movie for me as a woman. There's not like, I mean, yes, there's some fan, female fan service with how hot Jason Patrick is. Why do you think I put it up for the movie that you had to watch? <laughs> but like, yeah, no, exactly. You get it. But like, yeah. it's just so frustrating watching an action film where, yeah, it's got Sandra Bullock in top billing, but she does fucking nothing. And her character and she's number is, one now. She, yeah. She would never do a role like this. Never. Ever. Never. But, you know, now... But, you know, it's 19, they filmed this in 1986. It came out in 1997. So the concept of having your main female lady be screaming, crying, raving, ranting, being just a general weirdo, of course, that makes sense. And we were all agreeing that, like, thank God it's Sandra Bullock because she's so likable that she makes her character bearable. But there are times where she's absolutely, at least to me, it seems like she's phoning it in. Like, the her charm can't hide that. Yeah. The character's awful, and she definitely phoned in some of it, which I don't blame her for in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. So this is not a shot at Sandra Bullock, because at the end of the day, this character is awful. Yeah. It's, it's, this movie did not age well, and it wasn't well, it wasn't good when it came out. She yeah. did She did get uh, $11.5 million for her role in this. According to IMDb. So hey. she made bank for this. As as I've always relayed to Michael Caine, I have not seen the movie, but I have seen the house it bought, and it is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Why didn't they so I'm looking at other actors they would have cast as the main character as Alex mm. Shaw, Christian Slater, Matthew okay. McConaughey. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey would have been like all ham. And yeah. 
I think Willem Dafoe really is the only actor who really understood this is just hokey and let's just have this fun. This is the assignment. The let's leeches. Go. The fucking yes. leeches. We were joking that like he just brought them to set one day and they're like, no, Willem, we don't need those as props, but you do you, boo boo. Get in that bathtub with them, like leeches. If that's what you feel, that's what you feel. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> final ranking is. Ugh, a 0.9 leech queen. Ooh, 0.9. Or, you know, 0.9, I wish the Meg ate them all. So you keep referring to the Meg. I love the Meg. I know. Well, it just made me realize how much of a Jason Statham fan you are now. I mean, now, yeah. Like, I've never actually seen Crank, but, like, I enjoy the Meg. I enjoy him as uh, Deckard Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, he's Deckard Shaw. Yeah, Deckard Shaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, I, I've seen I, him in other things, I think. I've never imagined you as a Jason Statham, like, Stan, as I'm hard as you are. late to the game Statham fan. Like, I, I don't know if I can really be considered a, oh, he's in Spy, and he's really funny in that. Um, this is, no, this is good enough. Like, I'm not, like, this is really, like, I, I can't believe how much of a fan you are. Yeah, because he, because, you know, he is similar to The Rock in yep. the sense, not, not, like, physicality or anything like that. But in, like, he just has excellent comedic timing. Okay. And... Sure. No, it's, 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 the, it's the Tim Curry... It's the Tim Curry effect. doesn't okay. matter what the thing is. If this actor is in it, they will be good. So that's my, that's my thing about Tim Curry. Is that Have Tim you seen Curry the Transporters? No. Okay. Oh, we gotta fix that. Yeah. He's, he's in the Italian job. I liked that. Yeah, so, like, the Italian job um, was excellent. Yep. So the, what I'm saying with the Tim Curry effect is that in the 90s and early 2000s, Tim Curry was in a lot of things. A lot of them are not good, but Tim Curry is very good. So even Tim if Curry it's bad, always understood the assignment. It's the Tim Curry effect. Yes. So Jason Statham is the same deal. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If Jason Statham is in it, I'll at least enjoy him. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked how much of a Jason Statham stand you are. And, and that's not a bad thing at all. I the guess I am. Yeah, and I call him are. Jason. Yeah, <laughs> go see the Transporter series because you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, he's yeah. We'll, at his we'll, best we'll with that. that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really at his best with that. Uh, okay. Besides Italian job, because Italian job's awesome. Yeah, no, I liked him in Italian. He just, you know, he like I said, he's excellent comedic timing. Yep. He's got a great. He knows his body. He's got great sense of movement. Yep. So it's not like you know you see one Jason Statham movie, you see them all. He, right. He's always doing something. He, it's always an entertaining performance. Interesting. Yeah. I did, yeah. not, I did not see this going that way, but I'm I'm here <laughs> yep. for it. Yeah, I really and am. the Meg is just hilariously a fun movie. Nice, nice. All right, well, we got to take a quick break, but we're going to give a shout out first to the people that got the hints. So I posted hints on Twitter, uh, three hints. You had to guess what the movie was. Uh, apparently, I went too easy on this one because Shoot the Flick got it on the first hint. What was the hint? I missed this. I put was, I'm on a boat, uh, yep. a gif of I'm on a boat. Maybe they remembered the conversation because we had this conversation pretty publicly. Which is true, too. We actually talked about it in our last episode. Um, So it's very possible they paid attention to it and just knew that was a thing. Um, But I honestly think it's Frankie and Scott. uh, They're awesome. They they know movies pretty well. So I would not be shocked if they just saw a boat and said, it's got to be Speed 2. So they got it. Um, and then we're giving a special shout out to our friends at Open Shutters. Um, the reason we're giving them a special shout out is they're starting a movie part of their Ooh. stuff as well. Um, they are awesome as well. Um, love them to death. 
So shoot the flick, open shutters. This is for you. Both of your promos going now. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ShootTheFlick, and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot Shoot the the Flick! Scary ghosts. Creepy serial killers. Horrible horoscopes. All things that go bump in the night. Open Shutters is a creepy podcast guaranteed to make your skin crawl. Join Barry Marino and Philip Landry as they take you on a hair-raising journey recorded in the most haunted city in America, New Orleans. Available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever podcasts can be found. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. <laughs> that was from our friends at Open Shutters and at Shoot the Flick. Uh, check them out on Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. Um, as well as check out their shows after us, of course. They're on iTunes or good pods which is the new app which everybody should check out because there's an indie only feature which Mm -hmm. i absolutely love i do i do absolutely love that um it's kind of fun to see where you rank in indie pods because you actually get on a top 100 list and you feel kind of like yay that's us yeah so it's um it's good check out good pods app um this did not become a ad for them but it kind of is i guess um, so that brings us to our favorite section, or at least mine. That's what I'll always say, because it's my favorite section. Yeah. Uh, hashtag cash or trash. Oh. We talk about things that are streaming or on the internet or anywhere you can get it, wherever you can get it. Give a quick synopsis and just say if it's hashtag cash or hashtag trash. So, Andre, you were going to get us started. Sure. Uh, so uh, recently I started subscribing to... Uh, College Humor's own streaming service called Dropout. You guys remember College Humor? Those YouTube videos back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they've been putting up all these clips from this. uh, They have various shows on Dropout. The one I've been liking the most is called Game Changer. Okay. Um, And the whole conceit of the game is that it's basically an improv comedy show in in the shell of a game show. And the so it's usually three contestants that show up, and the rules change every single episode. Is that the guy that has to sell the all peas keyboard? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. That is a clip from that it. show. So yes, okay. They've done the very smart thing of basically uploading clips of it to all the socials and stuff like that. And yes. I was like, all right, this is funny. I need to check this out. And yeah, so they, it, it was funny enough for me to kick them a few bucks to watch. Nice. I think I burned through all three seasons at this nice. point. That's great. So just really funny stuff. Um, if you see any clips on YouTube, uh, yeah, it's all it's all good. So game changer, definitely. The all the all P keyboard got me. Yeah, all no, that's, P keyboard. Yeah. How how would you say this to a friend? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, uh, that is also horrible audio. So I'm gonna probably edit that out because <laughs> that was just me popping peas in front of my microphone. <laughs> I would say my favorite game, favorite episode so far is where they all, where the host pro, uh, proposes like some sort of awful. Uh, stunt thing on them and they okay. have to bet points so they're like how many points would you be willing for us to pluck a nose hair from you and it's a race to the bottom no you know it sounds gross but it's it was hilarious i don't know favorite favorite so far anyway, nice so changer. very good let, yeah i was just gonna say let me guess hashtag cash there it is yes <laughs> uh so the thing i've got um i actually bought both of them they're going to come to hbo max eventually i'm sure uh, the Long Halloween Part 1 and Part 2. So it's a DC animated movie about Batman. Because oh, that's what that is. Batman. Okay. Yes, it's Batman. Uh, the Holiday Killer is killing members of the Falcone and Maroney family. Um, that 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 was the only thing that I was like confused about was the different families. Um, but other than that, the Holiday Killer um, basically... Uh, Commissioner Gordon, Batman, and of course Harvey Dent have to figure out who the holiday killer is. Um, Jensen Ackles plays Batman. Jensen? Yes, he plays Dean? Batman. Oh, yes. I'm so happy Dean's got a job. I was wondering what he was. He's going to be in the next season of The Boys. Yeah, he's like the Captain America proto dude. Yeah. So I was wondering how he was going to do as Batman. Um, just because when I hear Dean, I don't really hear Batman. Yeah, um, I loved him as Red Hood. I do. Um, I was wondering how he was going to be Batman. He's actually pretty good, but mostly because Batman does not say much. Mm, he's quiet, it, Batman. It is very villain heavy, as well as it focuses a lot on Harvey Dent. You can probably guess where the story is going. Mm. Not exactly. I will say that. And it was an excellent uh, detective noir um, who is the holiday killer? Mm -hmm. You have obvious suspects. You have less obvious suspects. You have no suspects at all, but you're still kind of questioning. And especially at the end of part one, I actually take credit in the fact that I did know who was the killer. But at the end of part one, I was definitely questioning myself going, oh, maybe not, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I did not read the comic series. Um, I do have it next up in line to read, but uh, I wanted to watch this first when I knew it was coming out and then yeah. go back to it. Um, it was excellent. Like, it was really well done. I have um, part one is definitely five out of five for me. Part two, I've got like 4.75 out of five for me. Like, it wasn't as good, but it's still excellent. I highly recommend it. Long Halloween part one and part two well worth it i paid money for it i would almost suggest paying money for it um if you're if you're not as interested as i am because you know nerd um you can you can wait until it goes on hbo max and not have to pay any more to watch it because it will be there eventually yeah but i could not wait i was very excited about it i was like i need to check this out as well as it did have me uh intrigued by jensen ackles um Harvey Dent is Josh Duhamel. Um, oh. Catwoman is Naya Rivera. Oh, There's... really? Yeah. Isn't she the Glee actress who passed away? Is she? Maybe Wait, she is. No, I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe. That, oh. that wouldn't surprise me, actually. 
Um, yeah, you're right. Holy shit. Wow. Well, she got this one in. Um, yeah, this one, this one's been sitting for a while. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that she might have died after. Yeah. Um, so she never saw it. Wow. I didn't even put two and two together with that. Well, she's excellent in it still. Sorry to bring the mood down. No, no, you're good. I mean, like she's she's excellent as Catwoman. So, um, really, the cast is phenomenal. Um, like I said, I'm going to talk way too long about this because you guys asked for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get who else? Troy Baker is Joker. Okay. Which has always been great. That makes sense, I guess. Is this a younger Joker, like he was in uh, Arkham? Um... But then. Yeah. And, and he's not, I will say what I like about this. Joker is not a big part of this. Sure. So don't, don't take this as like, oh, Joker's in it. Joker's going to be a big part of this. He's not. He really mm-hmm. isn't. Okay. Um, David Dashmalchian, the guy who was Polka Dot Man for the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Calendar it. Man. Oh, okay. Uh, Jack Quaid is Alberto Falcone. Jack Quaid is uh, in The Boys. He's the main character of The yep. Boys. And then, who am I missing? There's another big name. Uh, John DiMaggio. Ah. John DiMaggio is the Mad Hatter in this oh. as well. And he's just a part of part two. Wasn't John DiMaggio, didn't he do, um, wasn't he the Joker in Under the Red Hood? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Also true, yes. Okay. He was also the Joker in Death in the Family, which is not as good. Right. But I yes. thought he was I thought it was good in that uh in He was in, good in Under the Red Hood and he he was good in um Death in the Family, don't get me wrong either, but it was just Death in the Family was not what I wanted it to be. Right, right. Um but Under the Red Hood and Long Halloween, both of them are very high on my DC animated list. Um DC animated, especially Batman, all high on my list. Um I've been watching a lot of Suicide Squad as well. Have <laughs> <laughs> noticed. Yeah, um... right. <laughs> Did you actually give me a rating? Uh, cash. Cash, 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 cash. cash, cash, <laughs> just, cash. You know, just to cover our bases there. I paid uh, real cash for this. Like, <laughs> it is cash. True cash. Um, so for my entry, I'm putting forth uh, the new Disney Plus series, What If? Um, as of a couple hours ago, we have seen the two episodes that are out. Mm-hmm. Um the I, I don't want to talk about the second one because that is the definitely the better of the two and i think yep. that one Perfect. a lot of people are more are going to have more fun with the first yeah. one is what if uh peggy carter got the superhero mm-hmm. soldier serum instead of steve Captain and Britain. i there were a lot of things that i liked about it i as i was telling andre after we watched it i really liked the fact that they made sure peggy moved very differently than the way that uh, steve rogers fights She's okay. her own unique fight style. It's not like, you know, they just put her body over his movements. Right. Really, really appreciated that. But the issues that we both had was that they didn't really do anything unique with it other it's than like, movie. what if Peggy yeah. was the suit? It was Captain Captain Carter. Yeah. Same movie. Oh, exactly. Yeah, okay. so Very she's similar plot key. Here, yeah, Captain Carter. Kept, is actually Captain Carter, yeah. Yeah, so they they okay. followed a lot of plot beats of the first Avenger. Right, like it just um, it just did not it did not feel like I was watching anything meaningfully different besides oh it's Peggy that's a super soldier now. Well, which we can all say, like 
Captain America: The First Avenger wasn't the strongest Marvel movie. I, too. I like that movie. Uh, there's there's some but, Avengers, yeah. That's like my okay. favorite Phase One film. Mm, okay. Phase One favorite over original Avengers. I really like the way that the original, the first Avenger, is shot. I I think there's like Iron a happiness. No, I really Ooh, like wow. the aesthetic of the first Avenger. Well, well all okay. this is to say, you like that movie so much, yet this 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 what if episode? Well, that's because it's the yeah. same movie. I yeah. don't, and, and these are yeah, not okay, movie right. long episodes. They're you know thirty yes. thirty five minutes. Yeah. It's just, I thought that they would do something a little more unique than just kind of follow the same shades of it. There was a part where I thought they were setting up a new twist on the Winter Soldier, and that went nowhere. Yeah, right. Then, you know, from a plot perspective, they did a lot of things that never had consequences for the changes in the timeline. So, you know, um, it's a slight spoiler here. So they're following the plots of the first Avenger. Peggy becomes Captain Carter. Uh, they get a hold of the Tesseract. They, they get it. Okay. Um, so, like, what does that mean in the greater scheme of things? Like, they have the Tesseract, so right. they can harness that power. So, what is this going to mean for, like, Tony um, in the oh, far future? We don't know. Okay. Well, we're, um, well, we're, well, we're not supposed to know, and that's not, I mean... Yeah, like, I know, but, the, you know, just don't well, do pop we, the do lid a bit know and then because, not go there. Yeah, well, do we not know because, like, it's not going to actually be covered? Or is it right, going to come I mean. back in the end? I don't, uh, we don't, well, we don't yeah, know if don't it's going to come back in the end. I think they're all isolated stories. Yeah. The way I, that the Captain mm. Carter ends is that she still go, instead of going in under, into the ice, she goes into another dimension. So okay. it's still, she's gone for 70 years and then comes back. Um, Got it. But that's it. That's, that's literally that's, where yeah. it ends. No, it, she, it ends. It ends the same way. You can yeah, have, but, you can have the first adventure. Her being like, oh, we, we won the war yeah. and then okay. fades back. And I think a part of it, sorry to talk over you, but I think a part of the reason why the the episode had went the way it went is that it's World War II. What they uh, we were going to lose the war, right? We're going to do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. can only go. It, I mean, there are other ways it could go. Yeah. But there's really only one way. Well, to go. All, this, all this is to say is that the second episode, which is can I can we give the high concept of it at least? Do you yeah. want I mean, that? It's what if T'Challa, aka Black Panther, was Star Lord, and yeah, I mean that's covered they, in the trailer. We're right, right. We, it we is, know yeah. this. That you're right. Um, and they did. It is not just hey, you know, it's Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? Like okay, they did yeah. a significantly different plot, and that alone is the way made it way, 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 way better. It's definitely okay. more interesting. So, yeah, but it's yeah, okay. still not like. I need to see where it goes. They're fun little outside stories. You know, they're not going to meet and they're not going to affect anything in the greater universe. My headcanon is that spoilers for Loki. If you haven't seen it yet at the end of Loki, he who remained, they kill the big bad, which unleashes Kang the conqueror because now multiverses and multi-dimensions are a thing and variants. So my headcanon is the timing of the what if series corresponds with that because the watcher is now watching all of these multiverses come alive because they can be alive um but you know right now it's i it's not cash but it's not trash it's just kind of there and i need to see what come what the next couple episodes are like before i really can make um yeah a a judgment on it but if you're if you're already bought into the marvel universe I think it's worth watching, um, especially the second episode. Chadwick Boseman did return before he untimely died to voice T'Challa, so it's really great having that one last ride with him. 
Right. Um, and it's a very, he's a very different character in this than he is in Black Panther. So it's cool seeing okay. a, and he, and he, and he's not Peter Quill either. Like he's not that personality. He is his own unique person. There is no mixtape. Really, there is no, no. And I appreciated that, that they didn't yeah. put in the music because that's so, that's a Peter Quill thing. Um, right. I'm so, also very disappointed that you did not say your favorite phase one movie was the Incredible Hulk. I've never actually seen that one. I've only seen the really? other Hulk film. Oh, okay. Uh, don't don't waste. You know, it. Not, so the Incredible War Hulk is the Norden one, right? Yes. I've seen the other one. Yes, the which Edwards, is uh, Banner. Banner, Banna, yeah, Banna. Eric Banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was Angley, like, who was yeah. his name? Dang it! It's the also Banna. the birth of. Well, not really the birth of, but the most memorable before it became a thing. Stanley cameo. Right. Oh, what's his cameo in that one? Him and Lou Ferrigno are uh, security guards. Lou yep, Ferrigno? Yep. Oh. Yes, they have the Hulk and Stan Lee. Yeah. I love a Lou sighting. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you want to watch Avengers Grimm? No. Got Lou Ferrigno. I mean, uh, I know you already talked about it. Yeah, we already talked about it in the show, but uh, yeah. Go back and watch yeah. that episode if you're curious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I usually promote the show. You did a better job than me. <laughs> so ultimately, I'm, it's not cash. It's not quite trash. It's just itself. It's uh, something you know. that rhymes with cash or trash in the middle. Uh, it's fresh. Mm. <laughs> that's uh, not that's not what I thought. Dash? No, isn't that, isn't that uh, the, uh, I can't remember his name now, the big bad of legacy of uh, Space Jam. Isn't that his character's name in Ocean's Eleven? Oh, oh, yeah. Don Cheadle is, what, what is his name? Don Cheadle, yeah, it's Bash, because he's Basher. Or da- yeah, yeah, Basher. Basher, Basher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Didn't he have, like, fake, like, a British accent? Yeah, yes. really bad Cockney accent and It was right awful. There. I think it was on purpose, though. I think the best thing he did in that movie was his pretending to be British to pretending to be American in the Ocean's 13. Oh. Uh, uh, I have seen that one. I haven't seen 12. My friend says ignore 12 completely. Um, 12's fine. If you imagine it as part of a different series. Like, don't go in, Bashatar, that's his name, Bashatar. Um, don't go in and be like, oh, this is the Ocean series. No, Ocean's 12 is its own thing, pretty much. And you can enjoy it as its own thing. So, yeah, all in all, long story short on the, excuse me, Marvel What If is, yeah. if you're already bought into the Marvel Universe, give it a shot. If you are new to the Marvel Universe, I don't know Definitely if this is going to make no you... No. Yeah, if, if, no. if, if WandaVision... No. If WandaVision was the first Marvel property you've watched, maybe you've seen the other shows. What if, what if, what if is uh, the whole entire like thing, uh, and, and something that's kind of annoying me about the show is that they just kind of like, like, oh, hey, we made this cute reference to this other movie, wink, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so many moments in both episodes that like the characters might have all just looked at the screen and winked. It's like, ah, remember that? Ha, wink. You know? Yeah, this is no longer that thing, Wink. It's just, oh, it's very self-referential. I mean, yeah, I guess okay. it is by its very nature, yes. but, you know. So, there, there's, some fun, there's some fun visual payoffs, though, if you, sure. if you yeah. come to it. So I haven't seen the first one, and obviously the second one came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm on my way to watch it soon-ish. I don't know when exactly, because I'm on 12-hour days the next week. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Um, but I will watch it eventually. I'm intrigued to see what I think of it because yeah. I, I think I feel very much like you guys usually do about it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, 
I, I my dad watched Loki. Yeah. He has that's the only Marvel property he has engaged oh, with. Oh, okay. So he actually asked me about the what ifs, and I'm like, if you didn't care about Loki, you're gonna care even less yeah, about these. No yeah, I, I would like to see your dad's opinion on oh, the Marvel did. movies. No, on the Marvel no movies. Interest. No I want, interest. I want him to watch. If we can convince him, he can come on the show regularly. <laughs> say the last that. Marvel movie he saw, I'm in for that. The only Marvel movie that I think I can get him to sit down to watch is um, two. Winter Soldier okay. and Ragnarok. Because okay. Ragnarok is the hard sci-fi that he just likes. I still, I still am in. If you can get him to watch any of the Marvel movies, have him as a guest. Mm, bad idea. <laughs> right. You're going to regret those words. All right. Well, I'm, I'm still intrigued, but it's fine. Uh, so, well, it, that's our cash or trash. If you have anything that you think is cash or trash, let us know. As well as let us know what bad movies we should watch next. Um, we, we're out of our bet now, so mm-hmm. uh, we might have to put more bad movies on the line. We'll see. Um, or we can just listen to you guys, the audience. You guys have suggestions as well. Um, a lot of people commented on my first uh, GIF post of the boat uh, and said that the bad movie we were watching is Titanic. Damn. Oh, so, Yeah. Um, I don't care for Titanic myself, so but I also understand why it's a good movie. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but if you got bad movies for us, we're happy to listen and put Andre. Maybe you're next. Maybe Mitchell's next. Maybe it's Jill or I again. We'll see what happens. Uh, so for myself, Mike Butanek, I have been joined by Andre, Jill. We'll see you next time on Game for a Movie, where we ask, "Are you game for a movie?" Bye. Bye.